Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for joining me. It's much appreciated. So we basically got done with early bear here in my neck of the woods of the northern Catskills, New York State. Uh, wasn't exactly what I planned on, but, uh, I did get out there a few times. I enjoyed myself being in the woods, you know, pre-deer season. But unfortunately, between the rain, the mosquitoes, the heat, just, uh, there were certain days I just didn't find myself with the motivation. But I am psyched because this week starts opening a bow season for deer. And for like the last couple of weeks, we've been watching the uh, the salmon run up in Pulaski, New York. So that's really awesome in itself, you know. Um, first year, I haven't gone up there, but kind of came to the conclusion for myself that uh, if you've never done it, it's awesome. And uh, you should definitely do it because, I mean, it's just amazing to have these large-ass fish swimming up through little creeks and rivers but i just got tired of the crowds um i got tired of trying to catch fish by flossing them for the most part and uh i want to just go out and catch fish that want to bite on something but you know bow bow season is approaching and i'm really psyched about it and uh i've been putting my time in i talked to a cousin of mine from California, big Western game hunter, and uh, I told him that I wanted to possibly do an antelope hunt next year, and uh, he was saying that you should probably be proficient up to uh, 60 yards, so basically I've been shooting at 45 to 50 yards with the bow. Um, for years, I've had this thing where I, I don't want to shoot a deer past 30 yards, um, I didn't want to say that I wasn't putting the work in, but I wasn't putting the work in. I, you know, I was good enough to shoot stuff close. I am pretty much got my buck fever and as far as shooting deer under control. But after hearing that with the antelope and, you know, even these guys with the elk hunting, and they're, they're shooting out, you know, 60 yards. And uh, so this year I've been practicing a lot. And I, I'm really confident in my shooting. But uh, probably about a week ago, I noticed that, uh, yeah, I'm getting old. I've been wearing glasses for watching television. I, I still can see good, but there was a little bit of a blur, enough to where it was irritating me. So for, God, probably seven years I've been wearing glasses while I watch TV. Just for the fine print, you know, if you're watching a game, Watching the little ticker go across the bottom just to clear it up. So once I put them on, it's like high definition. But as I'm shooting and practicing at like 45 yards, I'm noticing like, I remember years ago, this guy, Tony, when I'd shoot, we were in a league and he'd always either say, you know, pick a hair out, you know, and burn a hole through the target with the peep and, and your sight and hold it there and make sure that shot you know the shot is true 
But I'm noticing I'm getting that feeling of when I'm watching TV, man, that little bit of blurriness. Like I can see the target. I have a deer that's on the target. But I said to myself, man, you know what? I'd really rather have a little bit more focus to it. So I went and got my glasses. And uh, sure enough, as I was walking to get my bow, and I looked back at the target like 40, 45 yards away, Sure enough, it cleans it up a lot. So I started shooting with my glasses. But I was also using my binoculars to see where the arrows were going. Now that entered the pain in the ass. Um, it just, I don't know. You know, guys who might be listening to this and wear glasses, on a, you know, maybe you, maybe you use your glasses with binoculars, but it was really crazy for me. The bow part wasn't too bad. But I am worried about like what's going to happen during the season with the cold, the rain. I know I've heard people having issues with their glasses fogging up. So I reached out to Cleed Spooner from Strut and Buck. Um, and we were texting back and forth a little bit. And I had asked him, because Cleed does wear glasses. And I said, what do you usually wear, man? I mean, I've seen him on the show with glasses. I've seen him on the show with, uh, you know, obviously contacts. And he told me, he said, you know, I basically... Uh, I shoot with both. So I had asked him about, you know, what do you prefer and what should I look for in glasses? Um, I said, it's a pain in the ass, you know, with the binoculars. But I said, you know, it's not too bad with the, uh, you know, shooting the bow. And he had said, you know, I think it actually helps with keeping similar anchor points and being able to shoot with the glasses and I kind of found that myself you know it it's something else that you know I you know I haven't took total notice of it but I'm sure like you said because of the frame of the uh the glasses and the arms it does and another thing that I started shooting uh I noticed if anybody's ever checked Cameron Haynes I watch a lot of his videos when he practices and he does his workouts. And I noticed Cameron's got the same kind of uh, release that I do. It's the kind, you know, with the wrist band and, you know, you basically use your trigger finger. Um, and Cameron, what he does is he puts his thumb, hooks it around the back of his neck. And I tried that and I love it. Because once again, it gives me a good anchor spot. And I noticed with the glasses, like, I'm holding my face, and it seems like it's truing the bow up as well. So, uh, this year I'm going to actually try with the glasses. <laughs> so, it's going to be pretty interesting, I think, you know. Uh, in the texting, Clee didn't really get back to me on what kind of glasses or anything. But I was checking his out, you know, and I think I'm going to look for like a bigger... Um, like frame for the lenses you know I have like I don't know if you want to call them sleek but you know they're they're not a big lens and I was thinking about something larger you know so if I'm kind of looking out my peripheral or up and down looking through glasses and not like just this skinny little lens so I'm gonna try it out I actually do have uh, 
glass is due in my future here for my insurance at work. So that's the nice part about it. I can play around with frames and different kinds of glasses every couple of years. And uh, it only gets as expensive as the frames I want to get. So, And I have spent a lot of money. I have decent, a decent uh, plan for my eyes, but. You know, I always want these Adidas or <laughs> Maui gems for my sunglasses that are uh, prescription. So, but yeah, um, it was interesting because, like I said, I'm really stoked about this, and I'm getting stoked about. I'm about three three weeks away from, uh, not even man, holy cow. Two weeks away from going down to Maryland to the Blackwater Wildlife Refuge and I'm going to do a seek a deer hunt. I've been practicing with my calls. Uh, I was concerned about the marshes and last year when I was salmon fishing, I'm really bummed out. Years ago, I'd say, God, let's call it three, three years ago, I bought not a cheap pair of frog togs, but Probably middle of the you know the grade, and I spent a couple hundred bucks on them. And I swear to God, if I've worn them ten times, I'd be shocked. And it had a pinhole. I thought I saw where the hole was on them. I repaired it with goop, um, the shoe goop. And I stuck my foot in a five-gallon bucket full of water the other day, and it's coming. In, it was coming in low on my foot. So I don't know where exactly it was i didn't see any bubbles and i was just so pissed that i said screw it and uh i got rid of them but in the meantime i needed something quick you know uh to get me by for this marsh trip and being that i started shooting with a saddle i uh i don't think the waders you know full chest waders would have been good so i wanted something cheaper i wanted a hip wader and I saw these these waders on uh, Amazon, Fox Alley. Now I'm not mentioning them because I I got no sponsors, man. So anything I I pump, it's just something that I've bought. And if it works for me, I'll let you guys know because if you can save a couple bucks and it's practical enough, where you want to at least use it for a little bit, even with like my saddle, I bought like a tree climbing saddle. Um or a rock climbing saddle it's different than the ones that you know the archers are using like tethered and these other companies but i wanted to see if i liked it first so i'll be using that and then eventually maybe i'll get a nice tethered saddle because there's a big deal big difference in price so i got these fox ellies and it was funny because the box is so late i'm actually going to do a review video on it like an uh, unboxing and then, you know, see how they hold up on my trip. I mean, they cost me 40 bucks, man. And if it literally lasts me the three days of hunting down in Maryland through the marshes, I'm good with that. So, I open up the box and I'm like, holy cow. I didn't even think it was my waiters. Because first off, when I picked the box up, they were so light. And then I opened the box, and I was expecting this big Amazon box. 
to be pretty much full of hip waders. And to my surprise, I look in and I'm like, because I had other stuff ordered. I go, I don't even think these are my waders. But as I reach in, I grab the bag. It was them. Now, these things are awesome, especially if you had a, a long pack, you know, out to wherever. These things only weigh like four pounds. Um, they're like a nylon. They do have like a PVC rubber. But the thing that's really cool about them is how light they are. And they got this notch on the inseam where they're not straight around. So, like, it actually gives you a cutout for your crotch area, which I thought was awesome. So, I'm really excited to use these things. And like I said, if they last me this trip, they've paid for themselves. And I'm good with that. So... I will be doing like an unboxing first impression. And I basically just gave you my first impression. But for people on YouTube that are looking them up, you know, and want to review. But then I'll be following up after my trip with a review on them. And even if I get a couple more days of fishing out of them after that, I mean, for 40 bucks, you can't go wrong. You know, I after I found out my things had a hole and I was, I started pricing out some sims and by the time you buy the boots and and the uh, the waders themselves the stocking waders you're talking 600 bucks man and the guy at the tackle shop explained it to me he said you know they basically last around the same amount of time but it's the amount of use you get out of them like he was saying like the Sims say say they, they last five years, but he goes, you're talking like a thousand times. You know, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but, you know, a thousand times that you will have used them. Like for a guy who's just really hitting the streams hard, he goes, you might only use the cheap ones three or four times. But think because, you know, you didn't go out fishing a lot that um, why well, pay the money? But he said, but all of a sudden, he goes, they'll dry out, and you'll have issues with them anyways. So I, that really was like some great advice, and I believe it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of one of those deals. You know, it depends on how much, how long you want them and, and how much you're going to really use them. So for 40 bucks, these Fox Sallies, I don't see how they're going to disappoint, to be honest with you. So. I'm pretty excited about it for the price and all that. But I got all my tags. And uh, I might have touched on this last the last podcast. But, you know, for the 155 bucks for the bow stamp, the full season of hunting, and uh, it was 26 bucks for the refuge stamp. You can't beat it, you know. And I... And I for the most part, I just hope the experience is really, really good. And then I'll be back to New York, you know, to hit it hard and heavy again. Um, but, I, you know, I have a couple other hunts planned, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm going to be hitting the Adirondacks. I'm going to do a hunt up there. I'm going to hit the big public lands, so see how I make out up there. Um but it's going to be really good. And then what I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of research on uh, if I do go out west, 
you know, the public land, how much, what I should have in my pack. I'm starting to see it a lot now. Like these, these guys are like, they have weights to everything, you know, like this is how much my, you know, sleep sack and everything weighs. And these guys have it down to a science. So I've been really paying attention to that. Um, but I'm really trying to see, you know, the toss up between, do I do the antelope? Or the elk. And I'm really starting to push towards elk. I've been practicing my elk calls. Because um, like I've been saying to you guys. And uh, I'm trying to practice what I preach. If you got stuff you want to do. I know money's always a factor. But just do it man. And that's why I think. You know I'm just really going to push at. Possibly doing this elk hunt next, next fall. Um, practice up get my gear ready because that's the thing you know i've been hunting whitetail here in new york i have a lot of gear as far as that goes but i'm watching the stuff that these guys are pulling out of their packs and even a good pack you know i've been using this uh old marine issued pack and uh it yeah it's 4600 cubic inches but there's no shelf you know and i think that's that's huge and i did price uh one of the ones you know, I hear about it because I watch Meat Eater a lot, and uh, it was the Stone Glacier. But when I practiced, I think it was the 6400. I mean, it's a big pack, but it was also six 600 bucks, 636 or something like that. I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. Worst case scenario, I'll just keep using my Marine-issued pack because um, it's a nice pack, and I mean... You know, they're giving it to these military guys, so you know it's durable. <clears throat> but the only problem I have with it is that, um, you know, it doesn't have the shelf. <laughs> so, so literally I was thinking, can I put a shelf on it? There's... But I did watch a video where a guy literally, I believe, he attached all the meat to the pack. Like kind of like ratchet strapped it down because I feel... You could run into issues and, uh, you know, with it sliding off. So I don't, I really don't know what I'm going to do with that. But, you know, I've been slowly but surely, you know, putting, I did get the thermocell or the thermocell. And uh, because that's another thing when I've been researching Maryland in the marshes, the mosquitoes are brutal. And I don't, if, you don't have to tell me, man. It's been brutal in upstate here, New York here. And I'm sure in two weeks down there, they're still going to be a little bit warmer than we are. So I did get the thermocell. Um, I'm going to check that out. I did see some hacks on uh, how you can actually refill the uh, butane. Refill things. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And you can buy like... I guess bulk pads that have all that repellent in it from you know where China, but I guess the the cost savings is stupid, and you kind of got to rig it yourself. Where it, I think you got to put double the pads over and put two in the thermocell. So, so yeah, you know, like I said, I've been just trying to stock up on gear and. I'm really happy. Like last year I started with, you know, getting back into fishing. This year, I, you know, 
I didn't fish as much as I'd like to have, but I fished a lot more than I have in the past. So I'm really psyched about that. The last couple of years, I've been putting a lot more time into deer hunting. Um, because, you know, I just don't want to work my life away. And I just talked to a mentor of mine, Al. Um, he got me into hunting for the most part. I was I always had an interest, but he was literally the first person to take me hunting. And uh, he just turned 65. And he's down in Tennessee now. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, I said, you getting ready for bow hunting? He goes, ah, he goes, ah, I can't pull the bow back anymore. Almost fell over. You know, it was kind of, but it, but it brought me back into where I've been at mentally. And it's like, we're not going to be doing this forever. And a lot of stuff like this, and I talk to other people that are, you know, a little bit older than me hunting. And, and even just people in normal life that have passed away and nothing's guaranteed, man. And, you know, just do it man like i said i think most of my my podcasts late, lately i hope they're inspirational man because i've been grabbing some inspiration from other people and just really smelling the roses and and getting it you know i told my wife you know i said i want to seem selfish you know but there's certain things i want to do and i don't want to wait and not be able to do them so she's been really cool. Been trying to include her, but <laughs> once hunting is involved in the trip, I think she kind of like is just like, yeah, I'm not having that. <laughs> but it is what it is. So excited, man! I'm, you know, to be doing something different than whitetail hunting, and I also think I might be trying to, if I can, I'm gonna try to save some money, but possibly do that spring turkey hunt in Nebraska because uh, you don't there's no practice in life man you only get one shot at this there's no practice moto as we say in motocross but I think I might actually try to get out um, do some steelhead fishing this fall or early winter I guess yeah I guess you would call it winter so that's another thing I'm going to give a stab at and I, I've been telling myself, but like I said, it was so warm and just just kind of blah kind of weather. I was almost thinking about going to try another catfish um, before the season's up. Just so I, want, I want one more of those on my, my pan, my fry pan. So it has been a while since I've done the uh, DEC police and game warden news, stuff like that. Um, one thing I thought was pretty interesting was just this past week around the state, the forest range has been pretty busy. Um, just this past week, 10 wilderness searches and rescues, you know, anywhere from people getting separated from the groups, injuries, the uh, forest range has been keeping busy, ironically too. Helicopters and insertions were a big part of quite a few of them. So it's just not like your average uh, rescues from the sounds of it. 
it's amazing the resources that go into that so like I said props to them thank you for everything you do risking your lives to help others it's much appreciated well kids on that note don't forget to go out and get yourself some uh, Wild Kingdom soap got scent free fragrance free for all you hunters out there trying to have a little bit of scent control well, anyways, guys, thanks for joining me. It's much appreciated. Go check us out, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures channel on YouTube. Got some pretty cool uh, videos out. Jet sled videos are picking up pace. You can tell people, even though we're a couple months out, but getting jonesy for some ice fishing. All right, guys, have a good one. Peace out.